everyone. Welcome to Pod and Point Podcast. My name is Vladimir Bosanek, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike McPhee. Mike, say hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about sports, business, the business of sport, and everything in between. We'll address news, we'll talk about what's interesting, and we'll put our unique spin and analysis on it. Yeah, eventually we're going to interview some interesting people as well, and we're going to make sure this is fun and informative for everyone. A little bit about us as we get going here. We're two great friends, also dads. We've both worked for some interesting companies over the years, and most importantly, uh, college athletes. And so our stories are going to focus on the intersection of all of those experiences. Absolutely. And that's right, Vlad. We're going to bring this to you from Mobile Studios as well. It's all the rage. Vlad's checking in from Seattle, the Jet City, and I'm in the Rocky Mountain City, the mile-high city known as Denver. But we have a global sports perspective, and we're going to talk about all the sports out there, everything that we see that's interesting. And we hope you'll join us each and every week as we journal the globe and talk sports and business. All right, Vlad, you ready? Let's go. Mike, welcome back. Episode five. Here we are. Five of these. You know, you know, Mike, we've been downloaded in five countries. Okay. I yeah. like it. Isn't that something? I like it. Five countries, five episodes. Let's do it. Yeah. That's <laughs> I fantastic. Think, I, I think it's ominous. <laughs> ominous. <laughs> or, um, or something. Or dubious? something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's directional. Something. Yeah. Hey. Statistically um, significant yet? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, I think we need like not, 30 not probably, right? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> um, Mike, I have another dad joke for you. I'm ready. Are you are you ready? Yes. Are you are you sitting down for this I one? I am. I got my grown track ready. I'm going to I'm going to test this out. I'm going to test this out and see how the how the crowd likes it. What do you call 12 millionaires sitting around a TV watching the NBA finals? Post game locker room of a baseball game? Detroit Pistons. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! I'm going there. There we go. I just went there. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They haven't won a title in what 16 years? I think 2004 I mean, I was their last title. I, I think so. since you know Isaiah 04. Thomas, right? Was that? No, no, no. Was... 04. They snuck in and they um, did they? They beat the Lakers. Oh yeah, they took they? out Kobe I... Bryant in 04 when they had. I forget about um, that one. The guy here in uh, in 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 Denver, which was um, Chauncey Billups. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Billups was their right. leader. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. All right. 2004. Here we go. They've got a title. There, <laughs> there we go. I don't think the Pistons have uh, moved the needle since. But uh, probably not. Probably anywho. not. Probably not. All right. Well, should we get started? Let's we jump some, in, man. We have some good content here. Hey, uh, just really quickly before we do get started, one of the one of the sort of items I wanted to bring up, kind of related to some of the stories that we're going to be talking about here over the next, you know, I don't know few weeks, I'm sure, but it's also relevant to some of the stories that we've already covered. Uh, there's a young lady in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Her name is uh, Naja Akil. Uh, she's a ninth grader, uh, plays volleyball at a, at a school called Valor Collegiate Academies. Uh, it's a public charter network based in Nashville. Anyway, my as I've mentioned before, Mike, you know, my daughter plays volleyball, so these kind of things pop up. Um, Long story short, she wore a hijab, uh, which is a which is a, a head covering. Um, it, it you know reveals her face, yeah. but you know, and uh, and actually the uh, 
tournament organizers kicked her out and they, they told her she had to request mm. a special permission to play. And I, I was, mm-hmm. you know, really bummed out about this because I, you know, we're, we're going to go back to this, like I said, this whole notion of, you know, a rule is a rule and, you know, she should have applied for a special permission. You know, I think somebody at that tournament probably could have made the right decision here. And it was just a lost opportunity. You know, it's 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 sad that, you know, somebody of, you know, that age sort of has, has to deal with problems like that. Yeah, Th- that that's that's a real drag, Vlad. And, and, and I got to say, maybe maybe the lens here to use is that it's not just at the high school level or excuse me, at the pros level, at, at the college level that you have these rules and regulations. It spans down to high school. And, and you know, as, as both of us are, are innovators in our business careers and, and, and just in our outlook, I think, I think now's the time that there's a time for a reset. You know, the, the, this COVID window is giving a reset to lots of businesses, lots of sports teams are getting a chance to reset. And I would argue now is the time for any of these groups that have out of date things, push through that, figure that out, and 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 work all that yeah. stuff out of your system. Uh, saw an article just today, Under Armour, Nike. I think Nike's results came in yesterday. They they'd done really well. Uh, Under Armour's getting a great chance to reset because you can just chalk it up to this COVID window, and they've been struggling of late in their quarterly earnings. But that's Under, just kind of one of the business Under, stories. Under Armour was but, looking for some kind of an excuse, I think. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, for sure. But but it, I think it goes to what we're looking at is that now's the time. Let's yeah, get the really resets is. in, and that's it spans the, it spans the whole thing, high school to to, to pros, and and we'll, we're going to mention it. This notion of regs, this notion of old school rulings and out of date rulings. That's that's a yeah, hot button for yeah, us for and, sure. And you know, a couple of weeks ago we mentioned the LPGA. Uh, we're going to tackle the NCAA soon mm-hmm. again. But this anyway, this whole notion of that's you know, right. well, it's this. These are the rules, whether you like them or not. I think it's time to move away from from those kind of uh, excuses. Anyway, well, that got us started here. Let's um, let's let's go a little bit. It's almost local here. Almost have a local story, but it's it's national. Um, just want to shout out to the Denver Nuggets, your hometown team. Go Nuggets! Because they've got a couple wrinkles here. You know, they've got uh, they've got Denver's Joker. You know, uh, Vlad, your homeboy That's from right. old country That's from right. Serbia, Nikola Jokic. Uh, many saying might be the best passing big man in league history. I think they got to pump the brakes on that a little <laughs> bit. He's only four or five years in league history. Is a little. Uh, has some, well, has he some is really only twenty five too, time, though, right? Which gives him a lot of room. Which is as in his well. favor, but best ever for someone under twenty five is 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 um, that is quite the mantle. Anyway, we, Nugget story. You know, they've been down twice in this playoffs, down three to one, and they're facing the Lakers. and And most folks have an opinion on the Lakers. It's like the Yankees. It's like Notre Dame football. Folks have an opinion on them, right? They're up or down on them. Uh, but as of last night's game, Lakers are up two to one. Um, and I, I, when we look at our business business lens here, Vlad, um, local guy, we we want to see the Nuggets make it into the finals and maybe even take a title. But but you know, national media, the networks are looking for Lakers to yeah. push through that. They're looking for Celtics on the other side. You know, they, they they like that to go seven. They like the Nuggets to hang around and be that that upstart. But um, I'm not thinking that 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 the ESPN and others are wanting to see them make it to the yeah, next round. maybe. I mean, I think uh, there's something about the Nuggets. I mean, I think they've they've had a couple of really good years. They've sort of, I wouldn't say struggled, but I think they they kind of almost got to the pinnacle a couple of times and then were sort of taken back. You know, I, I, I hope this is their year, to be honest with you. I think they have some real energy and some, you know, 
young blood there that can make it make a difference, and uh, they're they're playing hard. Uh, the game that they won last night against uh, against the Lakers was a was very well played, and I and I hope they give them a run. And I and I hope we go to seven. To be honest with you, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Sure would, sure would. So anyway, speaking of which, speaking of the Lakers and LeBron, um, I I I have this love hate relationship with LeBron, uh, and I've probably talked to you about <laughs> this, Mike. But you know, he's done some amazing stuff, and uh, he's overcome a lot of you know personal setbacks. You know, also as a as a as a young man, um, and now Absolutely. he's a you know mega star. Essentially, he's done really great stuff for for you know kids with 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 his school. Um, you know, really remarkable stuff. But then he, all of us, you know, every now and then he does something that I just like shake my head. You know, like that whole. Remember that show he had with ESPN when he was, you know, going to decide where yeah. he was going and ended up going to the decision. Yeah, the decision. The I'm going to Miami. That yeah. just kind of rubbed me the wrong yeah. way, and I think yeah. it probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. Anyway, so he's now complaining about not being selected as the MVP of the league, and you know, I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to say, LeBron, you got to grow up, man. This is, you know. The game is beginning to move on. So, so I, so I looked it up actually. Um, so he's won the MVP four times. Um, okay. Uh, the first time was uh, what was was back in 08, 09. and then the the last oh, wow. time he won was in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, when he was still playing for the Miami Heat. That's that's a while ago now. That's a while ago, right? Um, yeah. And then you know the other thing that I looked at is you know how, how is who is voting and and it sounds like uh, up until you know 1980 the players actually in the league voted for the MVP but since then it's a selection of uh, sports writers and broadcasters and they cast okay. cast their vote and quite honestly I think they vote probably fairly um, and in a way they probably vote for somebody who really stands out on a team and whether it's you know, by design or by age or whatever, I don't think mm. LeBron stands out that much anymore, to be honest with you. And John is who was the one that that got m- more votes, by far more votes. I think he really does stand out. And the other thing that I've also noticed, I, I think the MVP also seems to fall on a player who seems to be sort of up and coming and is exciting. And uh-huh. I think LeBron is probably approaching, you know, retirement at some point hopefully hopefully yeah. the next few years and i and i just want well, to say he still stuffs the stat sheet i mean he still posts the numbers across he does. the does right i i i had to but not like Giannis did yeah i you know he he does but again you know i i feel like he wants an mvp award for putting the la lakers team together versus an MVP award for actually <laughs> So the GM, the GM yeah, MVP. Yeah, no. Okay. No, totally. And and that's why I think his whining is a little, you know, come on, man. <laughs> so, okay, so we're in, the, we're in the top part of the show with a come on, man. And you'd think, you'd think he'd just be like I'm all about the ring at this yeah. point, right? He's he's trying to get what his fourth ring. He's trying to get off of that rung with three yeah, cuz he's yeah. on a, a very crowded rung of players with three rings. Um, some notables, you know, Larry Bird's got three, Steph's got three, but if he gets into that four, that, that's, uh, that's a, another step a new up category. in the, in the hierarchy, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as crowded. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's yeah. my little call out. Come on. Yeah. Come on, well, LeBron. you know, he, come on, LeBron. He, come on, LeBron. <laughs> well, he's got four second place finishes in there too. So he's, he's, um, he's been the bridesmaid a couple times <laughs> when it comes to MVP voting. Yes. So, uh. All right. Well, 
you know, he what he's shown is he's still there at the end of at the end of these seasons, and he's still alive. And we're hoping our Nuggets take them down. So, all right, Vlad, uh, that's a good little speed round. You ready to move into the top stories for us here this let's week? Let's go. Let's go into the top stories. Okay. We got a couple of them. Uh, I think we have three this week, Vlad. Our first one. Let's just intro this and and have a great little discussion. We're going to get started with with a talk about gambling. And 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 as our listeners know, we've we've, we've spotlighted a couple things around gambling already to date in the intersection with sports. And first one being fantasy sports being reclassified potentially yep. as a gambling uh, industry, not as a fantasy sports industry. And and what the impacts could be to the business side there then we had that cubs DraftKings sportsbook mention just wondering aloud what that will do in wrigleyville and as signals for other sports books versus mobile betting and all the things there but we're going to double down a little bit more on this here vlad today and uh, just wondering aloud if this pace of change that's happening with gambling and sports is is a good thing is it is it good for fans is it good for children and uh let's let's work through this for a minute yeah, here, okay yeah. so one of the big signals just happens to be in my backyard, but it's on a national level. As CU Boulder signs the first deal for an NCAA school with PointsBet, um, PointsBet's going to move their North American headquarters right here to Denver. They're they're uh, marketing as a as a connection for jobs for 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 students from from CU and and man, just starting with that one, Vlad, I'm wondering if that potentially creates some wrong incentives back on campus. I think so. I mean, you know? I'm I'm a bit of a purist here. Maybe that's how you can describe me, but I, I just think gambling in sports is a super slippery slope. And um, I think at the end of the day, it will lead to some shady stuff because I, you know, whenever money's on the line and we're, we're seeing it now, right? When money's on the line with colleges and the NCAA and the, and the coaches and the teams and everything else, right? Right. They choose the money option. <laughs> and I, right. and I think this is a little bit a reaction to the economy and, and what is happening. And, you know, the networks yeah. are, are, are not making as much money. So they're not able to, you know, provide as much revenue. Mm-hmm. The games are not playing. So the schools are not making as much, like, like everybody's hurting. And I think as we've been talking yeah, right over the week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so what, what's happening is they're, they're finding somebody who is now willing to jump in, but it's a, it's a very slippery slope here. Yeah. And, and to me, that campus angle gets to be really has a lot of uh, fraught with a lot of negative potential in that just we, we talk about college kids not having enough money to go get a pizza, hang out after, you know, after a ball game with their friends with any money in their pocket. Now, all of a sudden. Do they partner up with a student and maybe think about throwing the game a little bit? And just the incentives there, I think, are are going to get really messy. So I'm not not a fan of that. And I think more deals are going to come down the pike. CU Boulder, I think, is the only one so far. Yeah. But I'm not going to be surprised if more get signed up, especially with the momentum as we're going to hit on these next couple areas here real quick. The momentum is is just crazy how it's moving. Right well, now. and we were just talking about the NBA Finals. I was I was watching you know the Lakers Nuggets game the other day, and you know there there are you know three ads like there there's two ads on the court. There's one for MGM MGM bet. Then there's right. then there's then there then there are side ads for you know DraftKings right. FanDuel. Um, FanDuel. Yes. Fa- mm-hmm. FanDuel. Sorry. And and you're just like this is it's it's overcoming everything right yeah i you know i i i i totally you know like i said this th- this is a money thing i think what we're going to start seeing is um 
bad things. Bad actors are going to penetrate into into sports. Um, and quite honestly, I think you know some of these uh, you know leagues need to think about it. You know if they are if they are positioning themselves as a as a kind of a you know a family friendly entertainment option. I'm not so sure that you know gambling and and betting is is the message that that they want to send. Um, and Mike, also, I'll, I'll kind of you know you know take this a little bit personally here. I have a family member actually um, who uh, who is a senior citizen and you know got into a lot of financial trouble by by betting. Now he lives you know he lives in Serbia. And these things are a little more prevalent in you know Europe than than they are here. I, I think on you know many levels there, there as many betting little stores as there are you know coffee shops, right? Um, oh, wow. and, and it just like it, it 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 sends a message you know in in terms of how this is okay. Um, and and you and I were sharing an email yesterday. I think there there was something that I shared shared with you. So Nikola Jokic's old basketball team that that he grew up playing in Belgrade uh-huh. Uh-huh. now has it's changed its name from you know Mega something to like Mega Soccer Bet and is is that is in the name of the yes, club? Yes, that's the name of the club. Yeah. And like, is this is yeah. this where we want to go? Um, yeah. And and I just think we're going to start seeing stories like my family member who's lost almost everything to betting. Right? It it it, it becomes mm-hmm. you know becomes like you know you know disease on gambling right and there were all these you know help centers kind of help, trying to help people not not gamble and i think we're going to see stories of people losing everything kids and families getting in trouble over you know betting and that kind of stuff that that is coming right. and and i'm and i'm 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 sad to see how it's so it's sort of permeating throughout throughout sports yeah, I think I think so. I think I think what we're what we're saying here, Vlad, is we're sounding the alarm that this thing is changing just rapidly and changing at the college level. The NBA, the NFL just launched the Vegas Raiders five years ago, Vlad. That was an untouchable. You know, the commissioner's citing the integrity of the game. We're not going anywhere near Vegas. Now they have a palace there of a stadium, the Vegas Raiders. League-wide teams are, are are signing up for those jersey uh, uh, practice jerseys uh, to get the logo on there from from different yeah. teams. I think the Broncos have three different deals. It has just rapidly arrived, and uh, I, and I think I'm I'm not sure it's great for for amateur athletes. I'm not sure pro athletes have its own space. I'm not sure it's great for children to see these things. And as you mentioned, it, it hit home with family members that that got into the the real deep vice side of it yeah. and, and things and. Um, I'm just sounding the alarm here. It's happening fast. And the business angle to this, Vlad, it's clear cut, right? Revenue streams are under pressure. COVID and, and, and recessions and things, business business streams are, and revenue streams are under pressure. So this is a clear cut angle to draw new revenue, but uh, for, for the sports clubs, you know, to yeah. get the sponsorship deals. But but I, I think we need to pump the yeah, brakes. Yeah, and, and Mike, you, you and I know from our, you know, marketing strategy experiences, right? I mean, you, you as a brand want to be proximate to other brands that associate with sort of your messaging and what you're about and that kind of thing. Yes, you do. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, like, a, you know, a, you know, a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola or, or something, like if they start seeing their name next to, next to like a betting ad that they push back on some of these leagues and say, okay, we, we got to slow this down because I don't 
don't want my name to be associated with this by okay. people watching. Let's this. watch for that. I I really hope yeah, that, that some of those other corporate sponsorships will will be able to push back. Yeah, let's let's definitely watch for that to see if if the others hold on to the integrity of their brand uh, as as they're um, seeing this changing as well. Agreed. Right. So, Agreed. Let's uh, let's let's get into our second top story, and I'm I'm pretty fired up about this one. I I think this is a fun one, and we're going to be seeing more about this. Let's let's talk connected fitness. I like that name, connected fitness. And um, all right, so what's happening in connected fitness? And for those that are wondering, what's that? What what is connected fitness? You know, it's it's kind of a new name for an industry around what Peloton, Zwift, all the folks that are coming up with devices coming up with hardware so a bike coming up with uh with content uh connecting you to community i think the whole space vlog yeah. is a, is is kind of been dubbed connected fitness and it's and it, and, and the last big part it's generally at home right it, and people are are engaging with connected fitness at home and certainly the pandemic has has uh for, for has, now is, for now i can i can see a lot of these products you know being like in a workout studio that's, you know, where you pay a membership fee or well, yeah, something like that, Well, yeah, maybe even right? companies like Orange Theory were dipping their toe in it for a little bit, right? Where you're seeing your performance against the guy next yeah. to you up and up on the leaderboards and all that. So um, this is a fun space. And let's talk about a couple different things that have happened business side. So we all know everyone's heard of Peloton. Um, they've surged in this pandemic um, and, and, and they're they're riding high, but, but kind of a uh, a hit on, on, on that I look at them, Vlad, is they have an incredibly expensive bike, you know, $3,500 bike. So their entry fee to get into the Peloton experience is incredibly high. Yeah. But there's been some deals. You know, Tonal raised $100 million recently after already raising $100 million. You had Mirror bought by Lululemon and, and for $500 million this summer. Uh, Nordic Track's doing some things. Zwift had a huge raise. Yeah. Um, Nautilus has had an interesting play, but I think the the big signal that let's let's talk about it is is Apple Fitness announcement just this last week, right? And the Apple Fitness is 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 a combo of their content, which is part of the fitness subscription, but they've already got watches and devices and and things that that connect you, right? Um, and I just, I think this Apple's announcement validates this whole part of the industry, right? It just says, okay, there's there's an interesting amount of revenue is going to be captured here. And what do you, what do you think about yeah. just some of these early signals that we're seeing and and the and the rise of this this industry? Well, I think Apple entering this space basically is, you know, akin to an 800-pound gorilla yep. entering your jungle, right? <laughs> you you should you should be now very afraid and I think all of these companies that you mentioned earlier probably should be rethinking their strategy very very quickly. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great product. I, and 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 this is a great story and you know, some people might you know, sort of, you know, wonder how is this a sports related story? It, it is in a sense that I think these products are being used by professional athletes right. as as well as amateurs, and and I think that you know we're you know this is not mm -hmm. a niche category anymore, right? Um, all of those names that you mentioned, Peloton, Tonal, you know, Mirror, uh, they're they're upstarts, but Nordic Track, uh, Nautilus are are have been there, you know forever, at yes. least 40, 30, 40 years, right? And they are now trying to retool their business ba based on this. Um, 
yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think I think the problem the problem with with some of these I shouldn't say a problem. The industry is beginning to bifurcate here a little bit, right? So you have device connected sort of offerings, so like a Peloton, like a Nautilus, okay. like a like a Nordic Track, where you actually yes. have to buy a piece of machinery, right? And and I believe Nautilus owns Bowflex too. There's a um, blast from the past. And Bowflex. Whew. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and then you've got Apple kind of going the other way, where they're providing content, right? So they're providing you videos to kind of you know work out. So 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 the the you know the barrier to engage mm-hmm. is super low. You just need a phone or an iPad, and you know click on a button, and you can start watching stuff, right? One other company to mention here that is very active is also Google through its YouTube channel. There's tons of workout videos, and um, what and and this is actually why I think this is super exciting because over the over, over the summer I've been watching my my wife and my daughter you know go out on our balcony and work out to YouTube yes. videos on on their laptop. And now imagine, you know, you don't have to go to YouTube anymore. It's it's going to be on your device. It'll be connected through the watch. Um, there's there's really quite an opportunity here, and I also don't think that Apple. You know, some people have been saying, does does Apple need a device like a Peloton? Should they buy Peloton? And I don't think that they do because I think that they're going to go after a different audience. I think what what they're going after is is a mainstream audience versus an audience that can actually afford uh, to buy something that costs thirty five hundred dollars. The, the notion of whether Apple needs to buy hardware, they need to buy Peloton, I'm not so sure because they've become more of a mainstream brand. You know, they were premium, you know, 10 years back before the iPhone exploded and got into so many pockets. And Peloton is certainly a, a premium brand. I, I think they're kind of more democratized at this point, have more access to people. But I think the other angle that Apple is is staring at is that folks today... If you're not going to your gym anymore, just today, you know you're saving 100, 150 bucks a month, and and Apple with their their bundle here at fifteen dollars is a steal. It's a steal if you can get your workout at home. And hundred percent. And and I'm sure that's going to be an angle necessary. Maybe it's maybe it's not their overt message as they they message this whole new service. But my gosh. That's what they're going after is folks that are back at home that have been hacking together their workouts across different things. They're not getting on their Peloton bike there. They got their bands. They've got their weights. And like now they're going to give you a connected fitness experience because you got to watch. You've got an iPad tablet that's out there and you're good to go. It just works. And and not only that, Mike, but um, they have an installed base. You, you, you just said it, right? They have over what? 1.5 billion phones in people's hands, right? How many laptops and iPads they've been... They've been you know, other people's hands. I mean, they have an installed base right now where they just turned this puppy on. I mean, there's, there's you know, millions of people that can use this. And and by the way, um, what I also like about it is that they are creating content that, that spans sort of the spectrum of, of, you know, diversity. You know, you can be a beginner, you can be and an intermediate, you can be sort of you know uh, you know you know you know very active. You can pick a you know a bike uh, exercise. You can pick a you can you know pick a core exercise. You can actually take this to the gym and work out to their to their product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On on somebody else's product, and 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 I think this is great. I mean, this is. You know, some I, I've I've heard some people talk about it how this was sort of a, you know not an impressive kind of 
offering and, and they bundled it or they're, they're going to try and bundle it with, with some of the other sort of Apple services. And I just, Cloud I mean, I just think stuff. this is genius, to be honest with you. And Mike, you and I talked about this and, and I'll say this for the benefit of our audience, but you, you used to work at Apple, so you know a little bit behind the scenes, sort of how, how things work there. But they've actually been in this business of, you know, creating devices. And then after some time, they start creating content for those devices. And that started with, you know, Apple Music. Then it then it went to, you know, podcast and it went to, uh, you know, Apple TV Plus. Right. Right. And now it's going into into content where you use the device for another activity. Right. you know, personal workout, right? right? And, and you don't you don't have to follow Apple on the business side to, to know this angle that we all as consumers um, can can readily see is that our device, we don't replace the devices like we used to, you know? And, and so their devices, they're not generating that revenue they used to on device replenishment. So they've created yeah. all these services you just mentioned as ways to, uh, to draw revenue from their customer base that has their devices. And I want to say, um, they're 20, 20%, 25% of, of total revenues at Apple are now from services. So they've, they've certainly gotten a ton of traction and that's across payments. That's across music. That's across cloud. That's across TV. Um, and this will be one more thing to add to that bundle. Um, so that's interesting. And as you said, just being an Apple alum, they, they started this fitness journey five, six years ago. And, and, and the Which first doesn't watch, seem that long ago, right? Oh my gosh, the, the watch thing. has been around a while now. And, and they, yeah. they positioned that as in its earliest days at a very rudimentary sensor. It wasn't a great fitness product uh, for, for heart rate monitoring and things, but it's gotten better. And they're doing more things around wellness. And I think this is yeah. just their latest iteration. And I think it's going to be compelling. I think so too. And, and to circle back to our kind of first comment about this, Mike, you know, which is, you know, the 800 pound gorilla just entered your jungle. So that means that VC money that's behind some of these other companies that are, that are doing some interesting stuff, they're all probably high-fiving each other and they're super excited because now they're telling their investor firms, you need to pivot so Apple can buy you. <laughs> Uh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. And then, and they're sitting right. on the boards inside those companies saying, okay, guys, what now? What are we doing? What now? Because exactly. Google's a big dog here and Apple's a yep. big dog here. How are we going to position ourselves either our own independent strike or are we going to position ourselves to be That's acquired? That's right. Right. That's right. And, and just like you said now, uh, but I'll, you know, reiterate that, you know, Google obviously with their Android platform, sure. you know, already has YouTube as an app and on every Android, you know, phone essentially device, Right. So you can argue they're going to start pushing for this also. I can see that. And uh, you and I have seen some you know, reporting in the last, literally last 24, 48 hours, Amazon is entering this this this, this area too. The big guy in um, Seattle. It's, it's, it's a little shaky where, where they're going with it. but Content um, is king, Vlad. We've talked about that all the king. time. Yep. Content is king. So that's a content battle. It seems at this point, someone might seem it's a, someone might say it's a hardware battle. I, I think you and I are aligned. This is this is a content battle, and and it's just got more reach. Content's just got so much more reach. I I think so uh, because I I think the device becomes a portal into into a client into a pocket, and I would much rather that portal be a phone than a bike that's going to sit there and maybe you use it for a while, right? Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, I, as I said, I enjoy that that whole industry connected fitness. It's a fun one, and and um, we'll keep watching it. And if something else pops up, let's talk again. 
I'm going to now take us to NCAA Hoops. Okay. So it looks like NCAA Hoops is looking to That's your kick space, off man. After, That's your space. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. This is this is kind of exciting, although I have to say, you know, going back to, to our last week's show where we talked a little bit about, you know, the utilization of the human asset and and you know the 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 value of those assets um right uh, the nca hoops is not proposing a bubble so again this speaks to my you know discussion point around if the asset is cheap you're you're, you're not you're not going right. to worry about losing it right. right um to be sort of very morose here uh but i think one of the things that they seem to be doing relatively well is that it's going to kick off after Thanksgiving. And it looks like a lot of these schools and universities are going to be probably ending the semester around Thanksgiving. Okay. So they'll be sending a lot of kids home at that time. So they might have a nice little window through December, uh, maybe even first part of January, mm-hmm. where, where they can do something in, something interesting, maybe even create somewhat of a bubble. And and Mike, you and I talked about Louisville trying to do something, right? Yeah, you know, maybe a way to characterize this is they're, they're going to back their way into their launch through through the bubble angle, because if, if everybody's gone on campus, um, you know, that certainly reduces their, their touch points. But yeah, that's right. What, what we've seen is um, a number of different micro bubbles are going to pop up. It looks like here, Vlad, to start for non-conference action. And I haven't read anything around what conference action is going to look like, which generally starts in January, Yeah, you know, in traditional basketball schedules. But a couple interesting angles that I, I saw here was Louisville's kind of put out an all call saying, hey, two weeks here in Louisville, we'll pay the bill. We'll pay the, the hotel bill. Let's get eight to 12 teams in here. We'll play three to five games. Who wants in? Um, they, they've raised their hand. Uh, uh, Kentucky's looking to do the same, and then ESPN. ESPN sponsors like ten little micro tournaments that you know, like Champions Classic, Jimmy V, Wooden Legacy Game. They're moving it all to Orlando. Everything's moving to Orlando in those early Which two weeks. Which is the same place where the NBA is playing exactly. their bubble. You're exactly right. So those arenas are going to be used now for these geez, six to eight different tournaments, and then. Heck, maybe those teams are going to say we're going to be there and let's play each other outside of that tournament and stick around yeah. for our own just non-conference set of games. So, certainly could be some interesting matchups that arise, and um, interesting that they're going to form their own little micro bubbles. Maybe things aren't happening at a league level yet, but I, I think it's a compelling way to get started. I think so too, and I and I hope to explore it more. My only concern here is that it seems to be a little bit of a disjointed effort. So, like you know, Louisville is doing it. Maybe a couple other people may sort of jump in and kind of do it. Okay. It seems to be driven by you know one school or one coach or or one athletic director, right? And I really wish that that the NCAA was is was was more proactive around this. But as you and I talked about last week or two weeks ago, Mike, right? The NCAA is furloughing everybody, well, <laughs> so yes, there will be that. nobody at the NCAA doing anything about this. And again, it's going to be left left to the school and, and three hundred could... schools. Basketball has three hundred. You know, college football is about one twenty or so. Yeah, D one I think is is as high as like three hundred fifty or something like that yeah. school. So it's a, it is a big thing. I you know I would love to see maybe fifteen or twenty sort of geographical zones maybe create their their own little bubbles so you would have like 15 or 20 mini bubbles if you will okay you know i can maybe see like you know northern california per, you know perhaps you know hosting a bubble for the you know pac 12 right so schools out of southern california and schools out of 
Oregon and, you know, right. Washington, you know, drive, you know, get on the bus and get there kind of deal, right? right. Um, and then stay there for a couple of weeks and sort of do do that. Um, I think they could do some really interesting stuff there. The challenge will be once you get into sort of January, what do you do with the school, right? So I think December and maybe early January, you can kind of skip some classes or there's no classes during December after Thanksgiving. Sure. But, but what happens later, you know, and would athletes maybe get some kind of a buy where they maybe make up some of the school over the summer. Uh, you know, I, I think if they're creative about it, um, I just don't think that there's going to be enough of a momentum to make this a thing. And, and I, and I'm, 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 I'm afraid that we're going to have a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Well, as we talked a week ago, Vlad, with that just astronomical numbers uh, thrown around for that NCAA tournament, what did we say? That was a billion dollars in revenue billion tied dollars to year. that event. Yeah. These uh, the the schools, the league, the you know the different conferences are motivated to get to March. They're they're motivated to get to March. We saw that they had said something like you got to have twenty games under under your belt. Um, I think is the target, and maybe a minimum of thirteen, fifteen. I don't know. Those I think it's even less than twenty. I I yeah. think yeah. But I, they I, need I to think get it to might March. Might be like thirteen or something. Yeah. Right, and they're trying to say let's get to our our sixty eight team tournament and and unlock those revenues as we talked a week ago um and yeah this is an interesting start and i think we'll see some stories emerge around what conferences do do they co-locate in january and february and pull together little clusters heck schools might be remote at that time so from a student perspective may not be that big a deal to just be taking remote classes while you're co-locating with six teams from your conference you know and playing each other every third night or something like that um, yeah, but you know, Vlad, the details, like we've said across all these bubbles and everything, they're they're kind of unpacking daily, and and um, they more to they come. are they are, and and the way I look at it is if is if they were going to execute this successfully, you know, in a couple of months, they would be planning it now, and I and like I said, it seems like you know Louisville is the only one that's thinking about it. Maybe a couple of other schools, right? Yeah. Um. I I think you know maybe we'll have you know a certain portion of the NCA, you know, basketball teams doing it. Um. It, it's just a shame that. You know the NCA, like the NBA, didn't step in, or like the NHL, step in and kind of create a bubble for them, mm. right? Create an environment where this could be um, successful and done well. And um, you know, I don't know. We'll 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 see. But but I also hope that maybe they learn, right? Because I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that you know next fall we're going to be a lot more advanced than where we are today. And so maybe maybe they're going to learn from this year. And, uh, you know, take it from there. We'll see. Yeah, and, and, and you know, each of these major schools generally have a football team and they're working their way through this fall. All will be playing, save for the Pac-12 at the, at the Power 5 schools, and that will help them to understand different moving parts within this. And as, as we know, there's, there's no bubbles there on the, college, on the football side of it. So, yeah, Vlad, this is, in the end, it's, it's kind of complicated, really. How it's yes. gonna how it's gonna play out? <laughs> it's very complicated. Um, so, yeah, one more but story listen, on bubbles. So, we're, uh, listen, we're we're like if, the bubble if, podcast now. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're paying ads, you know, hundred thousands of dollars and coaches millions of dollars, and the NCAA is making a billion dollars a year, you know, I would also expect them to figure this out. Get innovative. Right? I mean, right? Become innovative, yeah. folks. 
Yes, sir. This is your opportunity to really do something new. Yes, sir. Reinvent right now. You have a billion dollars of incentive on the line in March, right? You don't play again, it doesn't come through again. Two years in a row, that's that right. has to be a very big deal if they don't play that tournament. Yeah, that's right. Two years in that's a row. Right. So, all righty. So more to come as, as basketball approaches quickly through this fall, Vlad. Yes. Okay, so... Um, I've got our come on man story for us this week. Vlad, you ready to, to tackle this one? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And just to remind our listeners, this is the part of the podcast that we actually have not communicated to each other. It's true. Right? So I have no idea. I have no idea what Mike's it's gonna true. say. It's true. He so, might he might stump me. Might he might stump scare you. me. Yeah, we'll it's true. See. Okay, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, do you know the 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 international soccer player, not a star, but international soccer player, Luis Suarez, recently on Barcelona. He's in Uruguay, is, is his club team, his country team. He's been on Liverpool. He's, he's been on a number of notable teams, okay? Is is this the player that has a that has a biting issue? You do know this guy. You do know this guy. So so for, for listeners to, God, to remind you. This is not rehearsed, people. Yes, <laughs> this is the guy. You nailed it. Uh, this guy, in three different games, two for club, one for country, bit an opposing right. player out of frustration. Um, but he's reformed, Vlad. That's five years ago. I mean, he's he's moved on from that. Although I want to say in some of his autobiography or something, he said he's not over it yet. He might still do it again. Um, but that's not where we're going with come on, man. But that is the guy. That is the guy. So we talked a show or two back about Messi and Barcelona and the roster turnover. Well, he's he's on Barcelona, but he's looking yep. for a new team because they're ready to move him on. And he was so, so close to signing with Juventus in okay. Italy. Well, okay. in, 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 in premier teams across Europe, you, you have to do different things about passports and citizenship to get to play on those teams. And so, so he had to sit for the Italian citizenship test. Okay? Okay. And he was going to play for Juventus and and I'm sure that's a check checkbox, right? And and apparently he passed the test. But then word came out through his tutor that he could barely conjugate a verb in Italian. Okay? Um and so so it came out that yeah, yeah exactly. Come on. So so, Come on, so, so they so, denied so, him so, denied so him his he passed passport. the test. No, no, it, he passed it, but they said he probably yeah. had the answers before the test. Okay, this oh, is Lord. professional soccer, right? I'm telling you, this is real. It's a real story. So um, so so he he passed the test. Basically, did too well. Did too well on the test, and they said, "No, you cannot become an Italian citizen. You're not coming to Juventus, which is already the premier team in the league. They've won eight straight sure. titles. They, they don't sure. need another star like this guy." So he's denied, and it turns out that a couple days later, I think yesterday or today, he's going to sign with Atletico Madrid, another team in La Liga in Spain. But I would posit to you that um, he's denied because of this fluency in, in, in Italian. And I would say his new headline is Reality Bites. <laughs> Come on, man. You got me? <laughs> you got me, Vlad? I got I you. I brought that around. Come on. I got you. So, I got you. So he's staying well, in La what, Liga. What, what, what I'm also curious, like I, I know in, in, some, in some European leagues, there is a limit of, of how many you know, foreign players you can have on the team. This is and, probably and I'm that like wondering, like, is, is that the this issue? This is probably the workaround, right? So, uh, so there or, we go. Or he's trying to, you know, get get around some some kind of, you know, you know, work permit or, yeah. or some tax issue. Juventus uh, might have too many foreigners already. Something I don't know, but um, but yeah, um, I figured that was a good one for us to to wrap today's show. What do you think? 
I think Reality Bites. There That's we a go. Good one. Reality Bites. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Good game. Good game. That was a fun one. Episode five in the books. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, please subscribe, like our show, forward it on to your friends, tell everyone about it, and uh, we we'll look forward to seeing everybody next week. Good deal. See you next week, Vlad.